It's a beautiful day and a fine time for healing. Podcast host Randy Fine, a narcissistic abuse expert and the author of the groundbreaking book Close Encounters of the Worst Kind and the captivating memoir Cliff Edge Road, invites you into her sanctuary, a place where your physical, emotional, and spiritual well-being are all that matter. So put your feet up, relax, and enjoy today's show. And now, here's Randy. Good morning. Thank you for tuning in to listen to A Fine Time for Healing. I am your show host, Randy Fine. I want to read a quote to you that I believe you will really relate to. Right now, the world is in a great deal of unrest as injustice shines through the bright light of the day. It is much more difficult to change hardwired adults than it is to raise socially, emotionally intelligent children into good adults. This quote is by today's special guest, Jean-Paul Polonis. Academic education on his own is no longer enough, he says. Children need to learn knowledge of self, how to process and communicate their emotions in a healthy way how to identify the unique talents they bring to the world, and how to empathize with others and with self. These educational elements are as important as science, math, and history. Jean-Paul Paulinice has created a new, in-depth self-esteem, self-awareness, empathy-building, and goal-setting immersive 11-week educational program titled Empowering Confident Youth Through the Enhancement to Traditional Academic Education. Mr. Paulinese, the program's creator, was born in Haiti, where he was raised by his aunt and role model, Marie Danielle Paulinese. At the age of 18, he emigrated to the United States and went on to study biochemistry and molecular biology at the University of Massachusetts at Amherst, while simultaneously learning to speak English fluently. His native language is French. He also holds an MBA with dual concentrations in finance and management information systems from Clark University. He enjoys a successful career as a top Boston-area business consultant, and he is the best-selling author of From Idea to Reality, hailed by Forbes, one of the best books for startup founders and entrepreneurs. He is also a 2020 Ippy Gold Book Award winner. He now devotes much of his time to educational advocacy, which is why we have him with us today, and um, this is a topic I am so passionate about that I cannot wait to get started. So let me introduce him to you. Welcome, Jean-Paul. How are you? I'm doing great. Uh, thank you, uh, Wendy. I am uh, so uh, excited to be on your show. Thank you. Yes, you're so welcome. So I don't know if you picked up on it, but... Uh, Ideal. I ex, I'm an expert in narcissistic abuse, and so much of this happens at the childhood level. And I've always said that if the schools would teach children empathy, self-awareness, self-esteem, all these things, if they learned this in school, they wouldn't be as susceptible to these predators. So. That's when this came across my desk, my eyes just lit up. <laughs> so tell me why you started this program. Um, first of all, um, uh, I started uh, this program on the premise that um, kids, um, young students, they needed uh, more than uh, what they were offered at the educational level. Um, I came here at uh, 18, and then I, I really, truly wish on uh, this program they had it uh, at the high school, you know, at that time. It would have uh, opened my eyes um, so much. And then uh, I feel like um, it's something that's really missing. Nobody understood to what level this could um, benefit the, the students. It uh, can be uh, elementary, uh, middle school, and then a high school. 
And uh, for me being a very successful um, business uh, consultant, I uh, decided to see how can I uh, focus on that um, area. Um, I had that, it's more like a following your gut feelings. I truly had that gut in me saying, like, uh, I think you should um, uh, put your focus on then helping the kids. How can you put a, a solution uh, in place? That way you can help them from the uh, younger age. And the reason why is the fact that uh, for me, uh, I've spent uh, my life on really figuring out, learning um, what is it for me. Um, let's say, for example, your passion and purpose. And then uh, even uh, with the emotional intelligence, truly, truly missing. And I I spent my life every day figuring out what can I do different? What can I do to uh, help me to uh, become better? Because uh, even when you're very, very educated, if you're lacking uh, passion and purpose, if you're lacking the emotional intelligence, you are truly missing out in, uh, in life. And then I, when I started this program, I had no intention it would be this successful. It was way before the pandemic, and now more than ever is a time to really implement it. And then when I started it uh, with a very small group uh, at my kids' school, I just want to test it out to see how kids would respond. And then uh, it turns out to be so impactful that our parents would be talking about it. Teachers. When I first started, nobody believed in it. At the end of the program, teachers were so thrilled by how it really helped the kids. For example, if we're looking at the middle school level, people see that um, kids at that level, they don't um, talk. They, they're missing out. But in reality, the people who took the, the class, they turn out to be different. And then some of the reviews were like, I feel more confident. I feel happier. Now I can engage with my kids. Now I can do this activity. Now I can act differently. And then to me, it really um, um, helped me boost my uh, confidence to see how can I make this, turn this into something even much broader, much bigger than this. And that's when I started to want to collaborate with uh, educational uh, experts to see how can we come up with uh, a curriculum that can help kids. And the objective is seen like how can we help them to become the best version, authentic versions of themselves. And then that's what we are working on. And I'm extremely, you know, happy with the progress so far. That is so exciting. How widespread is this program? How many uh, states or schools or cities have you uh, been able to implement it into? So uh, as we speak, um, I have uh, I cannot name the schools right now because we're still um, negotiating. Um, it's okay. not uh, public yet. Uh, okay. I, I'm waiting for you know once it goes public, then I can uh, um, name the schools. But uh, it's okay. more confidential right now. And then I, okay, I have so uh, one. Are you test uh, marketing it? Are you test marketing? Yes, of? it's in the okay. it's in the pilot uh, phase right now. I have a uh, one okay. major school system in the Boston. Um, that is extremely interested in it, and then we're trying to see how can we implement it with their programs. I have uh, one school in uh, Worcester looking into it as well, and then uh, I have another school in uh, Holden, Massachusetts. So what we are um, doing, we are trying to see how can we get the, uh, go at the district level. That's the uh, negotiation we are doing at the moment, see how can we implement it at the um, district level. Because this program is so powerful, so, you know, uh, impactful, anybody would benefit in it. It would be like a lifetime experience for any kid during this time to want to be part of it. So people, I'm, I'm really happy that people are starting to see the vision, and then uh, we are working on it. So fairly soon I will, you know, put the names out, and then uh, we, we will have more schools on board. And on top of it, what I'm doing that I'm so thrilled about is the fact that uh, we are collaborating with our universities to see how can we turn it into an evidence-based project, especially wow. at the school level. They really rely on an evidence base, and then we already have the measures, the metrics in place. We just uh, trying to see how can we work independently with our different mm. schools to turn it into something much bigger than this. Wow. Wow, good for you. This is so desperately needed, so desperately needed. The children are missing out. 
on these basic um, I don't know I don't know if you call it skills, but just their ability to learn um, the knowledge of who they are, you know, and uh, how they fit into the world. This is like so important. <laughs> um, does this does this hit home for you? Is this something that was, you know, you said you wish you could have had it? Um, is this something that you were lacking these skills when you were coming up as a child? Yes, 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 absolutely, absolutely. Because uh, the programs, the curriculum, is really based on my own um, learning, on my own uh, experiences. Um, like number one is uh, when you're looking at uh, your unique self. Like uh, nowadays, most kids, you know, they are so focused on uh, um, tablets, phones, televisions, influencers, and then uh, they're moving away from the core basis of uh, who they are. And then the same thing for me when I grew up, uh, I was it was a peer pressure. I have to I, I have to admit <laughs> by that I mean uh, I went, even though I'm very successful again uh, when I when I went for um, um, biochemistry and the reason why I did it is to impress people that uh, regardless of uh, where you're from, you can still be successful. You can still double major in both biochemistry and molecular biology. Even that's really tough. School, wow. Yes, even with my grad school degree in a finance and in a management information system. Again, like looking at outside instead of looking with him. Um, by at that time, the major focus was on finance, you know, and in data analytics. And then for me, again, I wanted to prove to everybody, regardless of how. Uh, what you look like, who you are, where you come from, you can still be successful. And I think I've got to that <laughs> to that point, definitely. Wow. That peak, you know, I think I've got to it. But yet at that peak, I noticed that um, something is really missing. If you don't know who you are, if you don't have any core motivations, if you don't know how to deal with fears, anxieties, if you don't have self-confidence, you know, you're, you're lacking something. And these are skills that are supposed to be taught by parents, but we can't rely on parents because many of the parents out there don't have these skills themselves. Um, And not all parents are dedicated to really putting this energy into their children. If they were, the world would be a lot different. But, um, But you're right. I mean, children are... They have their faces buried in electronic devices, and they've lost the human quality and lost socialization and, and all those kind of things. It's it's very scary what we're you know the, the children that we're raising right now. Uh, you know, I wanted to quote the Dalai Lama because he said, um, if we were to take all of the children on the planet at the age of five and teach them how to meditate on compassion for one hour per week, we could eliminate all violence on our planet in one generation. That is so heavy, so intense, so on cue, you know? Yes, I think uh, you you just said several things that uh, were very touching to my heart. Like uh, number one is uh, how you brought up our parents in it. Like coming from a background, uh, being a uh, uh, coming from Haiti, uh, a black person, where we truly like. Um, I didn't grow up. By the way, I didn't grow up with our mom and dad. And then I buy our aunts. And then when I came here, briefly lived with our, our parents. So in the uh, parents' uh, families. If you're looking at, let's say, for example, for African-Americans, let's say, for example, um, black Latinos, that is something that is really missing because the parents, if they have parents, might be working um, several jobs just trying to uh, meet needs. They don't really have the time to dedicate to, uh, to the kids. And on top of it, most of them don't even have the, the population the knowledge and skills to really help the kids. And then I think uh, coming in this moment for me, I think it's truly how valuable I can make a difference. Because when you're looking at the African-Americans, most um, families, they don't have a dad in it. And for me to be a dad figure, 
in my family and being able to reach out to other kids. This is so profound, really, really profound. And then the second thing you mentioned now is with that quote, um, you, it's really uh, my vision, how this place on earth can truly be different. It's the healing power. How can we work with everyone using a compassion? Can you imagine a future where our kids can grow up, you know, respecting one another with empathy, compassion? Can we imagine that? It's possible. We have work to do. But I think uh, it's truly um, the, something that uh, I'm hoping, uh, the vision, the bigger vision that uh, I have. It is an amazing vision, and I'm so there with you. Um, I really cannot wait to see what this is going to become. I live in South Florida. Um, I know you're not here yet. <laughs> you're just piloting this program. But um, but I really would love to see it. I mean, people wonder, you know, why there's so many school shootings. Why, you know, why these kids do this? Well, that's because they don't have the basic knowledge of their of self. They don't know how to communicate their emotions. They don't recognize who they are and the talents that they have, and they cannot empathize with anyone, including themselves. So this could eliminate that entirely. And not only that, but the other children who are bullying to have compassion for children who are isolated or um, stand out because they're odd in some way, to embrace those children and bring them in as friends. So um, this, to me, is the most important thing that we could ever teach children. Yes, and you brought up a very, very good point again. We found the bullying. Um, I can give you a clear example. Um, when I started the program, I had a one kid in the class. Um, he was, I just felt, had the sense that um, he, he, was, he, was, he grew up in a family that uh, abusive, a very abusive family, where uh, the, the dad was um, uh, bullying him every single day. And then he came to class assuming that uh, he can feed back the same behaviors to the same uh, behaviors to the other kids in the class. Mm-hmm. And at that moment, I realized how um, to be self, um, uh, um, self-minded. self uh, You have to be uh, very aware of everybody else's emotions. And then at that moment, that's when I, um, I started to uh, teach him how to be... Um, how to deal with other people, how to sympathize, how to recognize that uh, somebody else may have different views than you. You have to learn to be mindful of everybody else's, you know, emotions, of everybody else, what they say. And then he, I started to see a big change in his behavior. You cannot imagine how impactful it was to see, notice, and then I take an action to see how can I help them to change his behavior, you know, towards everybody else. And a kid like this, when you can teach him from an, uh, a younger age the things he needs to fix, he can grow up, become, you know, the best version of himself. If he wants to become a pastor, you see what I mean? He can grow up to become that person and with being very mindful, he can see how can he reach out to other people and make the same effect. Again, very, very touching uh, topics, subjects. <laughs> That's an amazing story. Thank you for sharing that. Can you Thank give you. us some kind of, yeah, I mean, bullying is something that's close to my heart because I, my children suffered it. One in particular suffered it terribly. And um, I had to pull him out of the school he was in and place him somewhere else in order to, calm things down but um you know i i got no support but i the, the bullying problem is so much worse now and his also involved cyberbullying but now cyberbullying is on steroids i mean there's so much mm-hmm. of it around um so but anyway i wanted to know can you give us an idea of like how a 
um, a class would go, how, how part of this program, one of the aspects of the program? Oh, yeah, definitely. So with the Empowering Our Confident Youth, it's very easy to use. And the way we started uh, would be, um, let's say, with a brief um, introduction. We would start with a brief introduction where you would, uh, number one, introduce yourself. A way to uh, um, bring it, come to the class in a subtle way. Because like, uh, we're talking about kids. How can you uh, get get students to uh, relax at the same time feel comfortable? And then uh, the way we do that, we use different uh, icebreakers. It can be like uh, two truths and one lie, um, different activities. That way you can uh, – it's a way to uh, – you open the floor up where they feel safe, where they can uh, share their uh, perspective, their emotions, you know, who they are. And at the same time, we use, we rely on the um, instructor to uh, come up with uh, a way to uh, connect personal stories with the students. can be from our personal life stories. So what's so unique about it, anybody can teach it. And you can uh, add on your own perspective to life. Let's say if your uh, forte might be on our fears and doubts, anxiety, it's your time to uh, really emphasize on it, how it helped you and the things you've learned, how can you connect it with the kids. So and then, uh, when, when we're done with that, we also have uh, homework, and then we send the kids, uh, the students' homes with uh, homework where we want the parents to engage in what they're doing as well. You know, can be like, a, can you talk about uh, your personal traits, your core values, Certain homeworks where the kids get to want the chance to sit down with the parents, can be even teachers, to really uh, help them to reflect on who they are, to answer the questions. It's a perfect time for parents to be positive with um, the child. It's so amazing how the program is uh, structured. So what happens with children who go home to abuse, um substance abuse, alcoholism, um, narcissistic parents, um, their agenda is to deprive children of a self. That is their entire agenda. They raise children without a self because then those children are needy. And um, they need that parent, and it's much more complicated than that. But So what happens if the child goes home and they don't get that support there? Oh, that's a very, very, you know, very, very good question. So what, the way we do it, um, we hoping the ch- uh, child would go home prepared, prepared to tackle and answer the questions, the homework. And then on another level, we also prepare the child when he or she gets home, they can uh, help whoever else is around them. It's not just a way for them to uh, get answers from people around them. It's a way for them to see how can they get people to engage in the uh, conversation. Mm. The parent might be dealing with certain things, and when you're able, when you're at that level, you have the skills, knowledge, experience, and then you, you prepare you put yourself in a position where you feel prepared. They don't realize it because they are, you know, children. But when you give them, you know, the basis, the foundation, when they go home, they can take it one step further and help in anybody else around them. It's a two-way fold, <laughs> the way the way we have it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because uh, with those conversations, those go ahead, go ahead, please. No, no, I want to hear what you have to say. You use conversation. By doing it, yes, my parents may not be aware of certain things. Now you sit around the table with our confidence and ready to answer certain things. And the mm-hmm. parents are learning too. That's what makes it so impactful. The parents are truly, truly learning to even change themselves, not just, you know, the child. That's how That's you right. cannot believe how, you know, this poor, the way it's centered can make a huge difference. Even, uh, so the results, like the teachers. results are exponential. The results are exponential. Yes, yes, it's a yes. lifetime. Even the teachers, because right. now the teachers get to see, you know, how kids are, uh, react. How do they respond? What kind of questions they have? And the 
teacher may be dealing with the same uh, situations. Now they are learning. <laughs> They're learning from a child. At the same time, they can also help the child. It's really, it's really a win-win situation for everybody. And my goal is within the community. When you prepare those children, when they go into the community, they can make a difference. They can uh, be there and see how they can experience life and help people. Just like I'm trying to help them, how can they go out there and then really, really make a difference? I just um, am so in love with this program. How long did it take you to create it? I start, It took me about um, two years to get it to this level. When I started it, again, with that urge in me to want uh, really touch base with our children. And uh, I had uh, several uh, revisions. I've made uh, mistakes. But along the way, by working with uh, the children, they've helped me to realize, you know, the things that were missing. And that's when I started to want to collaborate with uh, teachers and turn it into a powerful um, curriculum. And when I, I started um, last um it's maybe a year ago I took that, that class. You know, it took us during this time. And even more interesting, when the pandemic kicked in and I shifted my focus entirely on the programs, working 80 hours a week, you know, trying to see how can I get it ready to help children at a time when they truly need it the most. You know, I... um. I have a friend here who is um, trying desperately to advocate for children. He wants to start a, um, um, you know, a nonprofit and everything like that. And we met and we talked about actually doing something like this. Um, and we met with somebody who was a curriculum designer. But, you know, for me, it was as much as I want to do it, it was very overwhelming. I didn't even know where to begin. I know he's very passionate, and I can't wait to share this um, podcast with him so that he understands this movement that is happening. Um, it is, you know, one of the things that happens with narcissistic abuse is when there's a divorce, there's often parental alienation. So the parent, the narcissistic parent, will, in order to punish the other person, for leaving, will turn the children completely against the good parent. And he, they do this by mind control. And the children don't even know it's happening. And before long, they are despising the parent that they loved. So it's very important in these situations, and this is at an epidemic level. So there's a lot of these children out there that are being brainwashed to hate their wonderful, loving parent. And, um, I mean, I, it's a large part of what I do. So, you know, if children, I always, parents say, what can I do, what can I do? I always tell them to put these things into their children when they have these kids, to put in their self-esteem, to help them understand that they can discern between a lie and the truth. Not because somebody's telling them, but because they can feel it, they understand it. And um, to build that child up, to build their self-esteem up at every possible turn. And so that when they are subject to um, this horrible, life-changing, life-altering abuse, they will be able to resist it. So this is exactly what children need, exactly what they need. And it is a godsend, John Paul. <laughs> Thank you. Yes, because I think um, you, I really love uh, the, the last word you said. It's really a godsend, godsend, because uh, it's uh, coming from Miami heart. It's uh, a labor of love, because um, most people would not be focusing on uh, doing a things like this to help children. For example, uh, I'm already on a Forbes magazine with the best book, doing very well. I could have uh, continued on that route and then writing uh, more books, 
speaking engagements or getting more involved. But instead, I took a step back because I was following my passion. I took a step back to see how can I I help uh, people. It's something, it's my life purpose, I have to say. Everything I do evolves around how can I really help people. If I've learned certain things, it's my time now to see how can I reach back and help them. Don't leave people behind. Because uh, I've, I've, I grew up with no parents, you know, poverty. I know what it's like to have nothing. I know what it's like to be nobody. And what we have to believe is that there are children out there who are very, very smart who are looking for guidance, who are looking for help. Just like myself, um, my God has helped me to showcase now my talents. My talents, they're up there who are waiting for people to help them, who are waiting for guidance. And then you mentioned with the, how, uh, with the divorce. Yes, it's really sad how uh, during certain times parents can uh, uh, think they can uh, brainwash uh, children. And the problem starts with the uh, at the parents' level. And now, when you can help the children, when they go home, like you said, they can discern what is wrong, what is right, with that environment. And by that time, the parents would understand the children's uh, perspective, how they can regulate. Yes, I mean, emotions is not something like children can really manage. It's very, very hard. But at least they will be aware, having that self-awareness. I think that's key. I think it is key, too. You know, it's amazing. You were talking about how you changed um, careers, and, you know, you went from something very successful to something, you know, something you were starting up but you believed in. It's amazing how our passion and purpose when we have a passion and purpose, it, is, it rises up out of us, and we can do nothing else. And that's, um, that's what happened with me, with um, you know, becoming um, a narcissistic abuse expert, because I suffered it in childhood, and I knew what it took to overcome it. And when I really soul-searched, what is it I can offer people? That's what it was, and I built on that. But I couldn't not do it. It's a very difficult, difficult um, thing to do. But I, I couldn't not do it. So I get your passion. I really do. Yes, because uh, for me, I think uh, I found that uh, at a very little time in my life. And then uh, how I've spent time in misery, in misery, um, working at jobs that uh, I wasn't even happy about. I would go home. And yet, I wasn't feel. I didn't feel fulfilled. I didn't see myself sitting behind desk, you know, entering numbers. That wasn't me. I didn't see myself being in the in the lab with a lab coat on and then just doing experiments. Yes, that might be, uh, you know, somebody else' uh, life purpose. But for me, that wasn't for me. And then that's when I started to want uh, doing the same thing you said, soul searching. What is it for me? What my purpose on this life is until I, I, I tap, I start to tap into it. And I cannot tell you how blessed I have been, like how God has really helped me since I went on that path. I've spoken to um, governors. I've been in touch with uh, deans of uh, big colleges. You know, I've been in touch with uh, big foundations trying to see, you know, what can they do? Now I am. Can you imagine a guy like myself trying to get a program like this at the district level? It's improbable, <laughs> you know, to get it at big, you know. It's really, really I know. Well, they, they, you, their funds, their money is so limited that, you know, it's it's hard. It's hard to get them to change anything that they're doing. Yes, yes. And then now working with... Uh, those uh, the way people put it, like big guns. Uh, I'm trying to say, how can we offer the programs for free to mm. the to our public school systems? That's the business model that I am uh, working on at the moment. Because uh, wow. if you can get it for free, it would be truly, truly powerful <laughs> to help the kids. And the the reward, like you said, the results would be an exponential, a right. lifetime, uh, you know, experience. It's amazing. Uh, 
so if you offer this to the schools for free, then how do you support this program financially? Yes, because when I am in partnership with a corporation, can be a foundation, they can um, offset some of the costs because my okay. primary goal right now is with the assessment, turning it into a, an evidence base because it's my uh, own business. I am uh, 100%. I own it 100%. I am at the level where, where, where I can uh, negotiate. I can uh, see can I go this way? Can I go that way? I'm not. I don't, I'm, I don't have a people you rely on. And you know, it's not really about making money. Yes, if they can offset it, that would help me. But the key thing is to show people how powerful this program is. Right. Right. Hmm. Yeah, it's really you know, not I'm, about money. But I, I believe but that wait, I mean, you have God, to have, will, God will help. You me. have to have. Um, you have to have income. So, yes, you know, yes. you know, yeah, you have to have income. You got so, it, you um, got it. Yes. Right. So, you know, everything comes down to that. I mean, you're putting in all this energy, and I, it's amazing that you're not going to charge the school systems for this program. I would imagine once it's, once it's sort of um, coagulates, once you have this program together, it's really kind of a no-brainer for you once it starts um, putting it, you know, they start putting it into the school system. I wanted to ask you, because um, I was looking back at your bio, and I'm, I'm thinking as we're talking, where did this come from inside of him? And I see um, that your aunt was your role model. Tell us about that. <laughs> Again, it's really, uh, my heart is uh, smiling. Um, <laughs> um, it's a very touching subject. I was one month old when um she when my mom couldn't take care of me anymore, and my uh, aunt she stepped up to help me. Can you imagine at one month old a child with no parents? Where was That's your father? House. Your uh, father my was dad, not around. I don't have exactly. My dad wasn't around, so I don't really have a relationship with our mom, dad, and uh, God somehow sent my uh, aunt to help me. She's an, an amazing uh, person. She taught me how to read and write. Every morning, she would give me a bath and brush my teeth, bring me to school. <laughs> It's really how you can see how there's a sadness in it, but at the same time, to me, there's a joy. There's a big joy on how God had put somebody on your path to prepare you. And it's the same thing that I'm trying to do. I'm trying to return the same thing. To others. Yes, yes, to to other people. And I want to mention that um, it's not really about money for me. To be quite honest with you, I believe that uh, somehow God will uh, provide. Because even uh, when I uh, start making money in it, I'm going to see how can I um, uh, put in place uh, different uh, things to help children. Can be uh, scholarships, can be right. activities, can be more things. So that's really, that's my, it's like when you're working on, on your passion, you don't see, you don't see, I mean, for me, you don't see the material things. You're right. It's not about yourself. It's much bigger than you. That's yep. how I see it. And I'm that, hoping because can continue to keep your that path. <laughs> <'Cause>, you <laughs> know, sometimes you can change, but I'm really praying that God can really keep me on that path. <laughs> well, I believe that you will be, um, you know, led further down this path. Um, and I understand what you're saying where it's not about money because um, – you know, I charge very little um, to help people. People say, why don't you, you're so good, why don't you charge more? I said, because I need to be available to those who cannot afford more money. And it's about helping people. It's not about me. So, um, and I couldn't do any other, do it any other way. I love that story about your aunt. Um, I think, I think you, you know, this was uh, meant to be for you in your life. Sometimes our parents are not meant to be our parents. They're meant to bring us into this world, and then others are meant to raise us. And um, that happens to many people. You're, you're, you know, she 
stepped up at a very young age. Does she have other children? Uh, at that time, no. No, she didn't have any uh, uh, children at that time. Maybe that was okay. God's purpose. <laughs> you never right. know. <laughs> but Did she ever have mom. children? I consider her as my mom. Yes, she has yeah. uh, two children now. I mean, grown-up kids now. Okay. But they might be like so, 10 years younger than me. <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. So what else can you tell us, Graham? Uh, one thing you... I want to... Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Go ahead, please. No, I, I was just going to say, tell us, you know, give us some kind of idea of some more about this project. I, I see this as the foundation on how I can help children to get on the right path to become the best versions of themselves. And I believe that along the way, God will help me to build on it. There are so many unforeseen things that nobody is aware of that we can start to implement in this program. And I truly believe that uh, when parents, schools, teachers, they take a moment. Anybody, by the way, anybody who, who read the curriculum, they truly in love with it. People can start to see that it's uh, the missing link in the education system. It's not the, the four, the only missing links. It's one of them that can put kids on the, children on the right path. Now we're talking about, you know, academic uh, achievements. How can we help them to stay in school? How can we help them to engage? How can we help them to empathize? How can we help them to recognize that uh, uh, black or white, we are the same? And I, I really believe that uh, anybody who takes the time, especially those in uh, leadership positions, power, they can uh, take a moment, remove the filter to see the benefits. How in the how what kind of future can we imagine? And how this program can truly help fill that gap. I'm really praying we will start to uh, see the value be aware of how impactful it can be. And the reason why it's I'm not charging for the school. And it's also free. Because when you're looking at my competitors, they are asking five times, ten times more. Mm-hmm. Because uh, it's more it's about profits. But for right. me this is not about profits. It's more about a me changing people, helping people to become better versions of themselves. And at the school level Right. I'm trying to do it at the school level. It's the, the exact the areas who need it the most. They, they may not be aware of it yet, see the value of it. That's why I'm concentrating on the evidence base. But once they can see, then they will start to realize that and how they can implement it more. How can they? How even the program can help them as well. Young, old, this program is for everybody. It's a movement. You're right. And what you're doing, you know, paying it forward, this is a, gra- a gift of gratitude, and, um, and that always opens doors. So you are, you are following what you've been handed. Um, you know, sometimes we feel these things, but we're afraid to do them. We're afraid to step out of what we're used to, out of, out of our routine that, you know, we're stuck in and just do what our heart tells us to do, but you did it, and um, you will be, it will be provided for. How often um, do the teachers, will the teachers use this program in the course of a week? It once, it's meant to be used on once a week, but it depends on uh, the class and structure. If they want to do it twice because it's 12 weeks, it depends on how they want to spread it. But uh, okay. it's meant for once a week that we can give the children the time to absorb and learn. That's another key component about it. You have to be aware of uh, how can you implement it, use it during the whole week. And did you design this to um, time-wise to fit inside a period? So, you know, because the schools, all you know, they're moving from – subject to subject, class to class. Um, did you design this with a time limit on it? How how long does it take for the teacher to do this? It should on the number of our children they have because we have to keep an account uh, how uh, increments, 
but uh, it's designed for a small group, let's say 10 to 15, and then it can last maybe um, 90, 90 minutes, one one hour to 90 minutes. Okay. That way, it's if, if they have any electives, they can easily plug it in. Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. And for example, um, the high school I'm working on with now, they they try to see how can they um, um, do it for the freshman advisory board uh, advisory group. When the children come to school, they can uh, onboard them with the knowledge they need. At the same time, they're also working on an advisory group where they can mentor, not only teach them, and then they learn it. They can become mentors to help other children as well. Mm-hmm. It's it's so <laughs> the window of opportunity for the programs are really wide open. You can uh, it's very flexible, easy to use. Exactly. I want you to keep in touch with me as this program grows, um because, you know, I will advocate for you and um you know, because as I said, you know, I this is I believe in this so strongly. And um, and I'm so happy to hear that you're doing this. I'm so glad that I was uh, given this opportunity to discuss this topic with you. Um, you know, it's it's a, a miracle that it came across my desk. So, and yeah, you know, I don't. It's a pleasure. Yeah, I um, you know, I get I get ten pitches a day from publicists and things like that, and you know, certain things stand out, and I only want to do shows on the things that really stand out. But this, to me, was like, oh, I can't wait to do this. <laughs> can't wait to talk to Jean-Paul. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Yeah, me too. I really appreciate the opportunity. So uh, is there anything that, you know, you want to uh, tell us, anything more you want to tell us or anything you want to leave us with? Oh, two things. Um one is that uh, I also have a program for uh, where if they are doing a homeschooling, they can uh, easily use it, implement it with the children. And second thing is that I also have a program for uh, fifth base. Again, it's a God-given uh, um, project. I have a program that I'm going to implement soon uh, at um, churches where they can also help the children to see the value that God has for them the gifts that God has uh, for them, how they can uh, reach out to God to help them. So not just for the public school, I have it for home base and also, you know, faith-based as well. Very, very powerful uh, approach. Wow. So you have a faith-based program. Hmm. Well, that's interesting. But the other yes. program is not does not bring faith into it at all. It's, it's right? Say that again? Sorry. The, the school program does not bring faith into it, or religion. No, no, or no, no. It's um, we have to keep it um, you know, completely separate. Yeah, non-secular. Yeah, non-secular. Right. Exactly. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Well, and that's better. You know, I mean, people are more open to that. You know, if you don't, but, but um, you must not sleep. You, your mind must be like spinning <laughs> twenty-four hours a day. With well, I can do this and I can do that and. Right? It's like you really read in my mind. It's uh, nonstop. <laughs> nonstop. Non-stop. And uh, I am relying on my wife because she is really grounded. She helps to keep me um, <laughs> in the reality. But my head, my mind is really uh, somewhere else trying to come up with solutions. Right. How many children do you have? We have uh, two children. One is um, um eight and one is uh, four. Like brilliant um, children we have. Oh, I'll bet. I'll bet. So, what are you going to do as far as um, the school openings? Are you, do you homeschool or do you send these ch- your children to school under normal circumstances? That's a very, very good uh, question. Um, right now, we have a very good um, school. Um, it's a question um, uh, based. We looking into the because it's a very good school. And then they have a very good, and we believe in the approach they have. So most likely, we will send the kids, the children, to the school. But at the same time, we also have to want to think about the stay-at-home aspect as well, in case yeah. something were to happen. So we are preparing 
we ask in God for guidance to prepare us for both. Okay, but you feel comfortable with the school. What are they doing um, to prevent the spread of disease there? Uh, one thing they doing that we we like is the fact that uh, the kids gonna be outdoor. But the question is, when uh, during snow time, you know, when what's gonna happen? And uh, we're oh. hoping they can uh, come up with uh, an alternative. Because uh, we would prefer, because it's a very small school, we'd prefer if the children can uh, stay outside the most. But uh, they're gonna yeah. be, there are going to be some certain times where they cannot be um, outside. And that's when the stay-at-home aspect may play a big role. So it will be a combination of them um, attending the school and also doing some virtual learning? Exactly. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. Okay. Interesting. Well, um, we're coming to that time. And, um, again, if there's anything you want to leave us with, or we can just – do you have a website? Yes. The, for the business, uh, the website is uh, Empower In, Empower In, I-N-G, ConfidentYouth.com. It's a very good-looking, great-looking uh, website. You can find more empowering. Okay, empoweringyouth.com. Okay, no, perfect. Confident. It's missing. The oh, confident, empowering, empowering, confident. Confident youth. Empowering, confident youth. Love it. Okay. All right. All right. So I'll probably send some people to that website. And if you ever come across any issues that, um, are related to what I do, I'd be happy to consult with you on that. So, yeah, keep me posted about how this progresses, and uh, I'll I be will. really, really excited to hear about, you know, about what this, where you're going with this. So um, yes. thank you. Thank you so much for being my yeah. guest. I'm Paul. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. It's a pleasure. Pleasure. Thank you. Really happy. Okay. Have a wonderful day. Take care. You too. Bye-bye. Thank you. So we are out of time today, but if you have any comments or questions about today's show, you can email me at loveyourlife at randyfine.com. And remember, I now have a new mobile app. The app is called Narcissistic Abuse Awareness. Check it out. If you love it, leave me a review. And uh, it is so full of information and so wonderful to have right at your fingertips. So it's like having me at your fingertips. <laughs> if you would like that, I don't know. But anyway, um, and that's it for today. May joy and serenity always be yours. Goodbye. We hope you enjoyed today's show. Visit randyfine.com, R-A-N-D-I-F-I-N-E.com, and be sure to sign up to receive updates on the latest blog posts events, and upcoming shows. Thank you for listening.